0: Just absolutely, they all said it. It was the Holy Ghost as we used to know it. Uh, It's been a few years since we have seen the expression and the overflow as he flowed that night and that morning. It was incredible. It was wonderful. Uh, I've never had two meetings alike As long as I've ministered. And uh, that's because God worked in me very early. And in fact, that's what he called me on. Uh, He said, you are my cupbearer in my kingdom. And I am bringing you in. I don't have that word right before me. Into the overflow. And it was overflow of that cup. And he said, it's not your overflow within you, but my overflow through you, for you, for others, whatever. And I have always, uh, as long as I can remember, Baptist on dad's side and Methodist on mama's side, but mother uh, was the one who uh, took me to church. Daddy didn't get born again until 69. And the reason he didn't Is because, quote, unquote, was a wrong reason, but to him it was real. He did not want to become a Christian because people he knew did not live the life of being a Christian. Like Mahatma Gandhi in India, he said, if everybody were like Jesus, then I would be a Christian. So, you see, uh, I think these are very special days upon us. That there is a restoration of that. I think I've heard it through the words that have gone forth this morning, either in song or spoken words. We are to live the life of Jesus in this earth. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. And uh, that takes some fellowship and some intimacy with the Lord. But that's where he is. And that is exactly what he is doing. Let me get back over here. Father, we thank you that you have brought these wonderful people into your house this day, not as a religious observance, but because we want to see Jesus. Like Philip in John 14, we want to see Jesus. We want to experience Jesus. We want to have more knowledge, more wisdom, and more understanding. We want to be more. Like Jesus. Thank God for the words that you gave me, gave me in the late 70s. The best is yet to come. And no matter where we are, even when we go six feet under, the best is yet to come. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that we have a goal and we do have something to look forward to. We forget those things that are behind us and we press on toward the mark of the high prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus, Christ himself. And we give you glory, honor, and thanksgiving this day. And we know and we say, not our will be done, but your will be done. Not our way be done, but your way be done. In Jesus' name, to your glory and our benefit. And we thank you for it. Amen and amen. I heard this morning, and I, I want to tell you that I am putting this out. Uh, all right, you don't just second guess God, do you? No. You just say it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Actually, it speaks of a desire being created in you by God for a greater dimension in your destiny of life in him, consequently on the earth. And just a new hunger, a new desire. And you know Matthew says that when we hunger and desire, we will be filled. So we have to come, as it were, to the table that's already been mentioned with a hunger and a thirst for God. And uh, it's like eating, the more you eat, the more you won't. In fact, I decided this morning I've been eating too much sugar. Amen. <laughs> and that I, that I call myself into a fast, into a way of life. <laughs> so I saw that. and But anyway, and that thirst, uh, the more you eat, the more you won't. There's no doubt about it. Because you stretch, you see. And then the more you drink, the more you want to drink. That is an absolute, too. So it's water that you should drink. When people, I don't do it so much now, but for many years when they would stand before me in loins and they would say something was wrong with their back, <laughs> I, said, I would say, how much water do you drink? And they would just shamelessly, you know, they would say they did not drink water, not much, you know. You're supposed to drink eight glasses of eight ounces every day, you know. And so I said, I'm not gonna pray for you till you promise me that you will drink water. Hallelujah. Why? They're not gonna get any better. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Till they drink water. So he is the fountain, isn't he? He is the fountain of life. Oh my god. And uh, I have spent a lot of time with the Lord since 2018 began. And um, I, I just hardly can You see that minister without weeping. But we never spend time with the Lord just for ourselves. That is a great number one. But the result is... We're something for Jesus to somebody else. And that's what we're here for. Amen. I love Tim's words that he spoke. Uh, He, I can see, has an evangelist anointing with that pastoral anointing within him. And uh, this world needs Jesus. Would you agree? And, of course, he says, first of all, and I guess he's leading us to do that now, but he said in First Timothy 2, first of all, pray for those that are in authority. And uh, it goes beyond whether you like or dislike, agree or disagree. comes to the bottom of the issue, doing what God says to do. Yes. Amen. Yes. But he does say if you pray for those that are in authority, you are going to live. The reason for it is that you might live a peaceful life. And long life. I've been to nations such as Siberia or other communist blood. Like Kazakhstan, all the nations with the sun means it's Muslim. That's what they are. But God Almighty pours out his spirit and he makes us like Jesus. When we open our mouths, Psalm 8110 says, I will fill it. So that's my prayer this morning for you. What did I see And I don't want you to be embarrassed at all because I've been in this place, but it's always worked together for good because I love the Lord. Do you love the Lord? And I want to be willing and obedient. He says in Isaiah chapter 1, when you're willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit, the good of the land. So I want to eat the good and the fruit of the land, don't y'all? So it requires being willing and obedient. What was that one word, Bob? It's just a word I don't use. In fact, I can't remember ever having said the word, used the word. But God said that, I'll just say it, stalemate. Things have stalemated among you. What does stalemate mean? It means stop still. And we as Christians cannot be happy standing still. Amen. I know if you stand still, you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. But we got something in us to move. And we have a battle in us to perform, you know. God is a warrior. And if we are, have God in us, then we are warriors. Isaiah chapter 15 uh, and verse 20 or 54 verse 20 says, you are a battle axe. What does a battle axe do to me? It, you put it in the wall over there, something's going to give. Amen. You are battle axe. You are a fighter. My grandson is right now in California. Uh, he, he, he is a warrior in the natural. God has called him to war as much as he's called me to be a minister of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, a faithful minister. Come on now. But he is a warrior. What is he training out there? He's training in a special ops. Do you know what special ops is? First of all, it's hard to get in it and to be admitted to the training, I guess, program. And secondly, it's hard for you to pass the test. They they set before you a written test and then other tests. I tell you, years and years ago, God told me that I was going to be I was called to minister to the Marines in the army of the Lord, the military of the Lord. You know who the Marines are? They are, to me, the toughest unit of God's military advancement. Amen? In the natural and in the spiritual. So I don't see myself standing just before a bunch of people. I see uh, Marines that are ready to fight for God and the glory of God that we serve, and the kingdom of Almighty God. Well, by I don't have an open door to uh, fight that battle of, you know, people. Do you know how to pray? If you don't know how to pray, it's like eating. The more you pray, the more you want to pray. This man, and I'm not going to tell you what state, but his precious wife has been with me since 89, and here she is. As one would say in Georgia, gung-ho. <laughs> She's ready to go. She's just, anyway. And he, uh, husbands have a tendency to do this. and men. And I think it's because it goes back to their childhood training. And they are told over and over, don't call, don't cry. Be like daddy. Be like strong. Come on, man, be strong. And it shuts them down. And a man has a hard time showing their emotions, emotions is the right word. They really do. I pray by my words, which is the word of God, that you're going to be free from when you leave here and that you're going to be as crazy as your wife. Amen. Hallelujah. You (laughs) said, I'm not going to say what I thought you said. You see, it's time to get excited about who we are. It's time when you walk down the street or through the airports or wherever you go. When you walk into a place, they know something is different about you. They don't know what it is, but it's like a magnet being drawn to you. They are drawn to you, you see? And we never know what word we might speak that might become a seed in their life. Or... Whatever we do, am I doing? I know I'm following God, so I hope and pray. (coughs) Also, and I got to back down here, that uh, there's not going to be a stalemate in this place through any of you. And oh, I do need to confirm this uh, marine kind of uh, marine thing. I was at my mom and dad's home, and mother was. how, How many of you have ever eaten white gravy? I don't know what she cooked. Maybe steak, cube steak, and then we're making this white gravy. So, huh? Chicken fried steak. She was staring her steak and steak, and I'm sitting over here in in the chair at the table. And all of a sudden, she gets this funny look on her face. She looks at me and she looks back. You know, da da da. But finally, it had to come out. And she says, "I see you in a white uniform." Of the Marine Corps, Stern real quick now, oh, wow. <coughs> and I just let it stand a minute, and then I said, "Mom, well, I, I was speechless. Really, I said, God has called me to the Marine Corps, the strongest of. The, of course, you won't tell my grandson who's in the Army that <laughs> you just. And uh, oh, I know some the Navy and whatever goes on." But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we're fighters. Amen. For the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the only reason, well, not the only, but we should have fellowship. Excuse me. <coughs> Turn the arrow. <coughs> but we're called to fight. How many of you know that it says we are to fight the good fight of faith? Yeah. We're fighters. Amen. What makes a conqueror? you got to have something to conquer. Mm-hmm. And then it determines fighting the good fight of faith and conquering that, right? <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize, but I've done a lot of speaking and a lot of praying. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I had one. Just went in my mouth. Oh, this is what the Lord has given me for you. The two words are lightning speed. You You and I are in the time where slowfulness, laziness, Uh, Just taking our time. We're in a time of lightning speed. I was eating my breakfast, minding my own business, when the words just came. Lightning speed. I am a person who likes to look up words. Even though I think or do know something about them, I look them up. So I started looking that up. And lightning speed means fast. You know, for a little while, I wondered if this was because of age. <laughs> but I discerned after I had the message, especially, age has nothing to do with it. We're in lightning speed mode, lightning speed time then does that say to us the time is short? I'm not an end-time preacher because God hasn't called me to that. huh? But is the time short? I don't know about you, but quite frankly, hidden in my heart deep down, I'm not ready for Jesus to come because there are many that I want to see living the life of faith in Almighty God. But he says we're in lightning speed. And then I'm going to probably read a lot to you that I wrote down. But I have written down the word fast. Georgia, I don't think, is nearly as fast as New Jersey (laughs) on the expressways and all. We, uh, you know, we're southern. So in a way, we're slower. You see. Because of the environment, that's just what we are. And you are. Haste. I don't know that that's too much of a... But then lightning speed, suddenly. Oh, I love it. (laughs) What he's saying there, all of his prayers, all of the seed we've planted, good works as well as giving. Everything that we've wanted to see come to pass, and God does too. And there may be somebody not living, exactly. How we would know that they would be so much happier and better off if they would live in obedience to God. And so, lightning speed. And God said, suddenly... As you read the word, there are a lot of suddenlies in the Word of God. Yes. And to me, they're just confirmation of God saying now for you and for me is <clears throat> suddenly. What is that, Bobby Jean? One moment it's not. But the next breath it is.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. One moment it's not. But the next moment it is, saints of God. And I t- was telling you about this man in another state where lady, wife, been close to me since 89, doing the things and the work of the Lord. But first he began to fall. Things began to happen to him physically. You know, you turn, they say there's no atheist in any foxhole. You just turn to God because, you you know, when we learn that in ourselves, nothing is possible. Not really. But with God, all things are possible. So the issue in that, don't be self-centered. Don't be self-centered. Don't put your focus on yourself. But be Christ-centered. You know, if we would do that, then we wouldn't have rejection. We're Christ-centered. We wouldn't be offended. We're Christ-centered. And the word goes on about it. Amen. Amen. But he says, uh, suddenly, and anyway, this lightning speed suddenly can be without warning. (laughs) Well, what has happened? is that they thought, quote-unquote, that it was a pituitary gland that was causing the man to fall. Well, it ended up they're going to have to take three discs out of his spine, and um, he might even die on the operating table. And he would be paralyzed, and this and that and the other. Are you cold, sweetie? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, while he was in that condition, came through the surgery. But through that surgery, he knows his wife as a praying woman. And she knows, he knows a lot of her friends. And he saw what prayer can do. None of the negative that those doctors thought would happen, happened to him. And he had the surgery, but he did great. He was walking and he was doing that. It's just been recent. But he knew that had people not been praying, his wife predominantly, if she had, we had not been praying, the Christians, he would be do in, the, in the whatever that they said. But he knew that prayer is what brought him out of that. Prayer, which avoided that for him. So now she's telling me, he's wearing me out. In other words, she didn't say that. But what she said, he wants to pray and pray and pray and pray. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see, suddenly, some way, God's going to get his will done. Amen. And suddenly, lightning fast, he's going to come. And he's going to do things that we've been wanting to see him do and so wanted him to do. And people's response and da-da-da-da-da, things change. There's no doubt in my mind uh, uh, this nation is being made great. Yeah. Come on, can you oh, yeah. shout amen? Not a bit of doubt. Yeah. You know what I do see? The devil is happy, uh, I mean, mad as he can be because he knows he's met more than his match. Can you shout amen? He has met the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and the Glorious One. Oh, my God, working through the... We've prayed for years, brothers and sisters, that God would give us a born-again president in that White House. I I believe Reagan was, but anyway, um, we just don't get too much in politics. But let me tell you, we've prayed for that. I've even prayed, and I know others have too, give us a tongue-talking. President in that White House. Woo! Can you shout? Amen. I think Melania is baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, but I don't know that for a fact. I shouldn't even say it. But praise God, I think she is. Uh, I know Paula White, and I think Paula is the one you know living in Trump Towers with her husband. Uh, has a, firstly uh, Melania and. Paul what? is a talk talker. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, well, you don't get close to that. Brother Hagin used to say you get close to the creep bank, you're going to fall in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lamb. Give God a shout and a Hallelujah. praise. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, he said sometimes it suddenly means it's without foreknowledge. Okay. Yes, you don't have to know it all for this to happen, okay? Okay. And as a verse, well, some scriptures now to prove that, prove what God is doing. Uh, I just, the first thing he gave me was Genesis 1, 1 through 3. May I read it to you? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then God spoke. (laughs) And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Simultaneously, lightning speed. When God spoke, the moment he was speaking, light was yeah. being coming in, performed. <laughs> oh, that Hallelujah. makes me happy.
2: Light in the word. Look at that,
0: mm-hmm. lightning. I don't know if y'all know about lightning up here, but we know about oh, yeah. lightning in Georgia. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't say I really like it. But anyway, <laughs> I like this one. Yeah. Amen. Yes, but see what, that, what it is? One moment it wasn't. But when God spoke, it was. But now who was doing it was? It was the Holy Ghost immediately that was hovering over the waters, says. And look, then it became the earth as we know it. Can you shout amen? Amen. Oh, I praise God. Praise Praise God for that confidence, that assurance. God spoke, and it was. And then turn over there to 1 Corinthians, because this really does affect us and pertains to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, hallelujah, blessed be the Lamb. And then 51 and 52 verses. We use this, uh, or it is used, uh, for homegoing celebrations, funerals, sometimes in Georgia. But look at it 52 and 53. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, how long does it take you to bat your eye? That's lightning fast. fast. (laughs) Don't you love it? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall rise or be be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. You know what one of the convictions about that change to me is? We could not, we could not see the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in all their fullness in this human body. We would be crispy critters. (laughs) We'd burn up at the glory he is. So we're going to have changed bodies. We're still going to recognize each other. We're gonna know each other, they know each other in heaven, right? right? They're the great cloud, the great company of witnesses, looking over the banisters of heaven, encouraging us. Hallelujah. Praying for us as Jesus ever lives to make intercession. Those people up there praying for us. Yes there is. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. And and we rejoice, we know you know, my mama and daddy are up there. Daddy died two thousand, mama two thousand fourteen. And they lived, I've forgotten the years, really, they lived together. But what a day that would be to see your loved ones face-to-face like that. In the twinkling of an eye, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's a twinkling of an eye. That's, That's awesome. That's incredible. That's something we ought to look forward to. And <clears throat> let me read it both, 52, okay? So in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Well, what do we put in that uh, burn up in the, what do you call that? When you burn people. Cremat- yeah, and I don't mean to be, you know, bring in such a sad thing if somebody's been recently through those things. But, you know, I thought, well, Lord, we at sea just drop the people that down the ships into the sea and the uh, whatever's uh, right there ready to eat them. You see what I'm saying? But you see, it's the body. Come on. Your soul and your spirit goes on to heaven. But it's your body that's incorruptible. Eternal life has no ending. When you come and you're born again into eternal life, you're just beginning. Earthly bodies have an ending. They begin, but they end. Hallelujah. 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 See, and incorruptible. And we shall be changed. There's no doubt about it. He says it, and that's the way it is. Well, twinkling of an eye, what does it mean? Bob Jean Whip- Webster says twinkling means a brief interval. I guess it is in, uh, brief, you know. <laughs> You're going to be changed, and it's an interval. And then, a semicolon. It is an instant. And no waiting until you see corruption in the casket or whatever. But it's instantly going to be changed.
1: God.
0: I do, too. Your body's still. I don't understand all that, but we, we, I've already settled that issue. We don't have to understand everything. But we just take God at his word. And, you know, my mother died at 96. And I, I detected fear about death in my mother. But if I had been given this message during her lifetime, I don't think she would have had the fear that I perceived in her. And, you know, even if, Paul said it, I may be par- paraphrasing it, but we don't mourn or whatever as those who have no hope. Yes. We miss them. Yeah. But they would not come back. How many times have you seen a movie or something where they said they were prayed back and they didn't want to come back? Much as they loved their family, you know, or whatever, they did not want to come back. So, they are in a better place. They are absolutely where we are looking forward to going to, you know. But I'm, I'm, he says, just don't talk about that, please. Okay, yes. So. Uh, I want to find this thing. I thought I had it down, but I don't see it. Um, I don't see it. Let's see if it's over here. Okay. Yeah, I see it way down on the bottom of the second page. Look at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. (laughs) He got away from me. Okay. Second Timothy, five. I'm sorry, I wrote it down wrong. It's First Timothy five. Okay, Holy Ghost always better than memory. Five, one, two, ten. I don't know if I've got it still. Okay, let me just confess that I I don't have it, and somebody tell me where it is written. To be absent from the body. Is it Corinthians? Here I am, Corinthians. I have written down uh, Timothy's. We're not even going there to see what God wants us to see. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm sorry, Lord. You don't care whether we see it or not. We will sooner. Here we are. 2 Timothy 5, 1. Are you all okay? Yeah. Okay. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. Look at this. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with a house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Lord, who wants to be burdened? Amen. But as long as we're here, sin, we will. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. Look at that. Clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up of life. Death can be swallowed by life. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. Now, he that wrought us for the self same thing is God who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And then we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. There is a judgment day, isn't there? Yeah. Now, but look at Acts chapter 1. He's, now, he's just confirming this, this is right. And one time, the Lord told me that the reason people were not prepared to go up, either in the rapture or by death, because, and they don't have, you have to have a gold, Goal. You have to have a future. Come on, you have to have a vision to be happy. Yes. If you don't, the mundane things of life just drag you down. And God says the reason my people are so sad and brokenhearted and whatever, He said it's because heaven has never taught them. Yes. Amen. That's Amen. true. Oh. That's true. Amen. Have you heard of heaven, sermon? I say nay, just period, over and out. People just don't talk about heaven. But saints, we're going to the one judgment seat or the other, right? And we are going to Christ's judgment seat, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Yep. Hallelujah. Blessed time. You know, I learned that in the same as God. Yep. once called what, whatever. We're not preaching on that. But saints, heaven is to be happy about, to be rejoicing over. And it makes, you know, how many of you know that old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus? Look in his wonderful face. Then the things of earth will go strangely dim by his glory and his grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I have written down there are three things that we should stand in at all times. Let's see. number one, focus. What are we looking at? Where is our focus? Because it determines the number two: <clears throat> focus and then faith. And I'm probably going to have to turn over and see what the third room was. Focus. Oh no, yes, it is that. Who said that? You were in my meetings. You had to be. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. The, uh, she was in my meetings in Lake Harbor. uh Focus, equ- then you have to have faith, right? But through focus, faith comes. Come on. Single-minded. And I began to think about, you know, our General Billy Graham. And what a life he had on the earth, didn't he? And, uh, but do you know there was a time season where charismatics would ask him, why aren't you filled with the Holy Ghost? Why don't you pray in tongues? And he said to them, I'm called to save souls. I'm called to bring them into salvation. I don't need to give any other person to see and let it be real to us. But I, this I found out. You no, know, it doesn't take us long to find out these things that Billy Graham stood in his call, he stood in his place. He didn't try to compete, he was content right? Right where God put him. And the truth of the matter, I don't know who I read, Wigglesworth or somebody, God can only bless us in the place that he has put us. Amen. 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 Where he has put us, he will bless us. Well, that could simply go over to the anointing. I don't just go walking around. I, I'm sure, well, the Bible says I am anointed in Jesus Christ. Yea and amen. amen. Right? But, but it's in me because he's the anointed one, the Christo, the anointed one. Christ is in me, so I have anointing in me. But it's like when the Holy Ghost came upon them. Then they began to speak with tongues. Then they began to be anointed. Some people are anointed to do one thing. I know we were taught in Bible college by Brother Hagen that there was a team of them, um, you know, that were close, like Brother Hagen, And then there was uh, Gordon Lindsay and uh, some of the others. And one, he gave this example, one was anointed with a gift of healing. Come on now. Multiple healings. So there's one gift and a healing. But this particular person was anointed for um, healing eyes. So the others didn't try to make that happen when the person with the gift was right among them. They stepped aside, and he knew, and he would go up. Maybe they asked him to go, and he'd pray for the anointed, I mean, the eyes to be opened or whatever. And they were. So, you see, there's no comparison, no competition, no trying to outdo this one or the other one, saying you're doing more, I'm doing more, whatever. When you know you're in your place, that God has put you in, and you are just as happy. They say in Georgia, happy as a jaybird. Hallelujah. You're just content. You are just happy right where you are. Are you enjoying this message, my sweet sister? Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lamb of God. Acts 1 is t- talking about lightning speed. Uh, let's see. We're not going to read all of that because it's teachings and everything. But we are going to read, beginning with Verse 7. <clears throat> And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. We were taught years ago, again, Brother Higgins, uh, if you try to make something, uh, try to get into a knowledge, in other words, that God doesn't want you to get into, you open yourself up to demonic spirits. So we've got to be content to follow on, to know Jesus, right? And if we don't know it all, none of us know it all. We'd be raptured like Enoch, right? We don't know it all. And it just behooves. And you know, the more you know that you're not perfect, the more peace will come. So, well, Bobby Jean, what does he mean? Be therefore perfect as I am perfect. Be mature. Grow up. (laughs) Get over it and get on with it. I did that teaching in the eighties. Those three words, and it's time to grow up, body. Come on, I, I, I say Amen or Me, whichever one suits you, okay? But he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You see, you have to explain this most usually unless he's just working supernaturally to a person who is seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But yet they've kind of been taught that it's of the devil or uh, they're just, you know, I know I've had people. I've, I've tried to get the baptism for 25 years. Boy, they get it. They get it. That's all I'm going to say about that. But you see, whatever. You shall be uh, the Holy Spirit's in you. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. He didn't do a thing until he had the Holy Ghost coming upon him. Luke 4. Come on. I think it should just all be read. 4, 1 through 19. Mm-mm-mm. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has uh, come upon you. And then what are you going to do? All that power is not for us to have chill bumps and da-da-da and da-da-da. That power is to be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ, both in Jerusalem and in uh, Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. They had not had that ability until the Holy Ghost came upon them. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. In the twinkling of an eye, in a moment, suddenly, lightning speed. One second they saw him, the next one they didn't. He was going up. But the word does say that's the way it's going to come. Think about it. And That's the way we're going to go up too. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men. Look at this. Two men stood by them in white apparel. Stood by them in white apparel. John 17, wasn't it? Which was it? Something 17. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration? Matthew Matthew 17. Okay. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said, ye men of Galilee. (coughs) Every time that fan, excuse me. Come here, sweetie. Somebody, take it off. Thank you. Praise God. Okay. And said, why are you doing this? Which is to watch him, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him gone into hell. Suddenly, I'm talking about Sunday, suddenly. John 10.10. 10. Next thing was John 10.10. 10. Well, you know, Brother Copeland, God told Brother Copeland, I know you know it, you can quote it but uh, throughout the Bible, but you just need to go back and read it every now and then, you know? In fact, daily, whatever. But it says, Jesus said it, The thief cometh not, but... For to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am coming, and I come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. When you're born again, isn't that instant? I mean instant. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Just confessing. The Lord Jesus Christ and receiving Him as your Lord. <laughs> How many of you remember when you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Oh. How many of you? That's speaking with tongues, okay? Well, maybe y'all will want to do that today, or whoever's not raising their hands. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Probably nothing. Amen. But I'll never forget, Uh, because, you know, the Lord, because my husband went into an Assemblies of God church, and he became a member. Well, I told my grandmother, Baptist grandmother, when she said in her kitchen, looking at me, she was mad because I was dating a Pentecostal preacher's son. And she was letting me have it. And in it, she said, You'll become a holy roller just like all the rest of them. Da, da, da. I said, I will. I put my little shoulders back. I will not be a holy roller. I will have good Methodist written on my tombstone. Oh. Guess who was right? <laughs> And she didn't i i don't know, I don't guess she even knew it maybe she'd gone on to be with the Lord, but saints I can't say enough for the baptism in the holy Spirit and uh what happened is that my husband would go join that church sixty four and uh I was organist. I'm a trained organist. That means you don't play an organ with bare feet. <laughs> you play with organ shoes, and you play the full pedal keyboard, pipe organ. But anyway, wasn't pipe organ in that church. But they did by <clears throat> Rogers for me. Glory <laughs> God. And I'd go, because, you know, 12 o'clock, I chimed them out.
1: <laughs>
0: 11 o'clock, I chimed them in. <laughs> had that on your own. And so twelve, I mean, we were finished no matter what, we were through. Amen. Amen. Wow. So the time came. I'm sure prayer was working. But the time and God's will, He meant it for the, before the foundations of the world. But I began to go to that uh church <laughs> and sit on the back row from my church. And little by little by little. And so he told me, June, middle of June, wait a minute, he told me April the 12th. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I went the middle of June, 1969. I obeyed God. And so I went, but I was not one of the company. (laughs) They were not my company. (laughs) Uh, so, the thing that got to me, you know, you have something that gets to you. And I hope the devil doesn't know what it is, because that's where he's going to hit us every time one of the places, you know. But um, two things. I'm Methodist, remember? Mm-hmm. But they'd call on one person to pray. And now, all of oh, them got me playing the organ. You know, and so I'm facing the congregation, I'm facing the platform, you know, but there, you know, it's the congregation. And they'd call on this one person to pray. And he, he would always pray in tongues, and everybody else was praying in tongues, except me. And you know what, in my little pious, prideful attitude, I said, God, just help them. You can't hear all these people praying. They are asking that one person praise, and then everybody prays. Come on. That got to me. I didn't like that. Hallelujah. And the other thing was they would say, raise your hands and praise the Lord. Or they not not it. I couldn't even get my fingers up, much less my hands. I couldn't do it. You remember those days, don't you? (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) But it took the Holy Ghost baptism to come upon me. Come on now. Of course, it came up. Okay? But it took that to take the shackles of the religious whatever, okay, or fleshly whatever, pride, whatever it was. And uh, just let go and let God. Now, you ain't seen me ever let go yet. (laughs) Hallelujah. But if you were in those meetings down there, they would have seen it. (laughs) 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 Whoo, glory. (laughs) Keep shouting. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Our God knows he is real, whoo, and he will make you feel, and he will make you happy, and you will jump about and strut about, and you will not pout. Oh. <laughs> glory. 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 Woo, glory, can you shout amen? amen. <laughs> All right. Abundant life requires abundant giving, then follows abundant living. I wrote down. Amen. The words of Jesus are instructions of faith. Yes. Mighty, powerful, wonderful. <laughs> John six sixty three. 63. Uh, every word of Jesus is a word of life. And the substance and essence of them are love. Think about that. Instructions of life, Danny, but the essence of them are love. Faith works by love, right? I believe before we can pray for anyone and it be effective, effectual, we've got to love them. We've got to be stirred with compassion of God. And we've got to love them. Amen? Amen. Every word of Jesus is a word of life. And the substance and essence of them are love. Speak the truth in love, Paul said. Right? Right? Well, you've got to have that flowing in you before you can speak it. It's got to come out of your mouth or your thoughts before you can speak it. And I wrote, and they are life to your spirit, your soul, and your body. There is not one thing about our spirit, soul, and body that is not covered by the Word of God. That is not there. It's there. And then a a lack of faith exists because of lack of feeding on God's Word and the living Word, the realm of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's twofold. This is the written Word. You know, the... uh, uh, Who was it? Bereans. Acts 17, I believe. They didn't... I know churches today that their members are very, very confused and getting close to being a cult because they're taking the word of the person behind the pulpit. Yeah. And they're not going to that word one way or the other. Tim's got a thing up here, whatever that's called. What is that called? Laptop. Laptop com- that's computer, right? <laughs> See, you know that I know nothing about it. (laughs) But they didn't take anybody's word, not Paul's, not Peter's, not anybody. They would go home and look and see and search. And if the word of God didn't confirm it, come on. on. They would not take it to themselves. They're not listening. There's a lot of the body of Christ on the wrong track because they have taken a human being, either behind the boy bed or on the television. I don't recommend that you look at all the television because you'll become so confused. You won't know who's right. And you won't know who to listen to, Right? Brother Hagen used to tell take us tell us, he'd rather watch a Western. To, and he would not watch Doubt and Unbelief on the television. Come on. We've got to get so used to that dial, we're going to cut them off. If they're not saying what we want to hear going into this ear gate, right? We're not going to listen to it. Hallelujah. Maybe it could not be, uh, well, okay, possibility it isn't them, but we're not ready for it. God knows when we're ready for revelation and things. No human being, I refuse. If somebody comes to me and, and says in a line, would you, uh, I, what I want, what you, I want you to pray and tell me what God's will for my life is shuts me completely down. I will not. I can't. There's no, nothing there. It's like somebody's closed the giant doors up there. Nobody can direct us. I've told people in the past, Rand and, and um, Carol, if you go on a prophet's word, quote, unquote, and you haven't had it in yourself, thus saith the Lord, and that word is... Confirmation, exactly. not exactly. information or direction. Come on. Yes. Come on. Yes, You're going to go and start doing that thing. And believe me, when you are standing in the ministry, we're first. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. We get the attacks first. Mm-hmm. Come on, now, brothers yes, and sir. sisters. Yes, you don't get out there and get those attacks alone. You, your people that you hear, Preaching, teaching the word. They're going first before you. And I said, if you don't hear it from God first, if it's not confirmation, you're going to get out there and you're doing this. And you're going to have a battle. And you're going to be absolutely taking whatever. And I said, and then you're going to say, you know, I've seen people ruined. Just absolutely ruined. Won't go to a church. Come on won't hear this and hear that why because they've been so hurt and so grieved within themselves because somebody else other than God but when you know God's called you when he's put you somewhere baby oh you may get hurt no doubt about it and it may knock you down you know what does the word say my servants can be uh, knocked down seven times but they already always get up well, see, seven is not a physical real number there. It's just as, as many times, 70 times seven, and da-da-da-da-da. And that's the way it is. Come on now. And if you don't have things, places, or people coming against you, just in your own private life, and I mean by that, the devil is just after you. Come on. Because it wants to shut you up. He knows that you're you're a danger to him. And we quit for some time talking about the devil. But I'm not going to preach on him, not led to now. You can get all of my Python book, Spoiling Python Schemes. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, that devil is real. And we see on the face of the earth how real he is. I got a text. Uh, about one or whatever hours before I was to stand in minister Friday night. And that text was from my granddaughter-in-law. And she was telling me and wanted me to go to prayer, to pray about this, and of course. and But anyway, she sent me a picture. But in the text, she said, he looks like the devil himself, tattooed from the top of his head, to the bottom of his toes. And I grant you, some people are tattooed before, what is it? Before Christ. So you can't, to my knowledge, get that stuff off. So that's not the issue of condemnation. But he had a tattoo uh, 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 right in here, I think it was, of the devil's face. And in that uh, face, uh, tears Two tears I think running down his cheeks, and she said, that means that's the number of people he's killed already, and this fugitive was there and had been seen in my grandson uh, area s- s- cool subdivision, and he's in California. And his little wife and the three-year-old and the six-year-old granddaughter is there in the home. And the man had been seen right in the cul-de-sac there.
1: Jesus.
0: Come, on. Come on. And what he was, what he was, was a fugitive. And she said he looks like the devil. But when I looked at the picture, you could, I asked Jesus, you know, I think 73, 74, uh, the church that I was in baptismal ghost at that time, people began to talk a lot about the devil and casting out devils and demons and da-da-da. And I didn't know anything about that. And I went to the Lord and I said, how can you know if somebody's got a demon or a devil? I really wanted to know. And he said, look in their eyes. Boy, I tell you, You can look into somebody's eyes and you can tell. Woo. Especially law enforcement people. They know. I'm telling you, they know it. It's an instinct. God's given them. A military person can look into somebody's eyes. (laughs) I didn't sleep a bit Friday night because the anointing was too high. And if I was too full, I, I just could not sleep. I've always been like that. I get so excited. Who can sleep while the anointing of God is, I tell you, it'll wake you up. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so uh, I looked in the, uh, he was sitting down in Garth, Pastor Garth. I said, you are as, your eyes are as bloodshot as mine. <laughs> <laughs> By their eyes, you're going to know them. By their fruits you shall know them. Why in the world do people want to follow somebody their fruit is as rotten as it can be? I'm not doing that. There's enough around that I don't have to follow rotten fruit. (laughs) Amen? Well, I don't God's got the meddling now, hasn't he? I don't even know when we started. But I can quit in time. I just have this little stuff written down, so if you get on. Okay, okay. In him is everlasting Christ, I mean life, Jesus Christ. Three things, life, light, and love. I, I'm not even going to read all these things to you. I am not. Ephesians one twelve. this is our goal. This is our aim. This is our present condition that we purpose in our hearts to be. We are called to the praise of his glory. John 14, 13 and 14, anything that you ask in my name that is the will of God in this word, I will do it. Jesus said that my father may be glorified. Why do we want healing? The bottom line is so God will be glorified in our healing. Come on. We don't want to get sick just to prove it. But if we fall into something, then we want it. Right? And relates to anything else in life, to the praise of His glory. We can be when we are ready and prepared to, and are able to overcome them. Meaning the demonic, whatever's. First John chapter four, fourteen, four and seventeen. Even let's see, First John four. As he wait a minute, First John. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Verse 17, as he is, think about this, as he is seated at the right hand of the Father, the place of authority in heaven, victorious, overcomer, conqueror, this Lord Jesus Christ, it it says clearly, as he is now in his resurrection power, so are we in this earth, that's what it says, Carol. We're it. Hallelujah. One thing God's doing is helping us this year to quit saying we're not who we are Amen. and start who believing and portraying and doing who we are. Amen. So they get mad at us. That's not your fault. One of our speakers at Raymond was a friend of Brother Hagin's. What was his name? Roy Hicks. And he said, um, if they don't like you, remember this. help me. If they don't like you, that's none of your business. That is not your concern. Right? If they don't like you, that's their concern. We don't have to answer to God for them. God's commanded us to love. So if we love, okay. We're right. We're not enablers. Amen. I'm hearing these words, I've never heard them before. Amen. You're not only an enabler when you are an enabler, but you are an embezzler. Mm-hmm. Well, what would that say to you, Tim? That says to me, we're robbing God, yes. uh, we're stewards. Of what God has given us. We are responsible for what God has given us. And I'm a giver. My daddy was a giver. And so I got it mostly. I mean, he didn't know a thing. I think Brother Copeland is the apostle of prosperity. But he didn't know Kenneth Copeland. He didn't know about the word of God. He just had that in him. He was born with that in him, to give. Come on now. Yes. He says you can't have it if you don't give. That's right? right? So not well, even worth it. Yeah. Oh, you quoted Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth said, "If you are not tempted, you're not worth much." That's
1: right. <laughs> wow. Write that down.
0: How many of you would say I am worth a whole lot? <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Know how wonderful you are in God and how helpless you are in yourself. <laughs> I pretty much covered all that. If you are not worth oh, this well here it is. If I wrote it down. I laughed, I wrote it down. If you are not worth tempting, you are not worth much. Okay. I'm gonna skip some things, but then I'm gonna say stay. <clears throat> State the need. But you must state the corrective answer. Why? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. (laughs) So, you you know, it's all right to say this or that. And I need prayer. Come on. on. But don't leave it there. Say what the answer is to that. Even as somebody else is praying for you. You're saying... But it is written, and so it is, by his stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let the poor say I'm rich. Was that Jenny Grimes years ago? Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the sick say I'm healed. You are what? We've got caps, you know. Oh, my. Two or three years ago. It had to be three, I guess. But anyway, Happy Caldwell and, and Brother Caps they lived close by together. Happy lived in a Little Rock and, and Charles in another place there. And Charles called him on Friday, 82 years old. And he said, Happy, I'm going home to be with Jesus, with the Lord at 8.30 Sunday morning.
2: 8.30
0: <laughs> Sunday morning, he was gone. Suddenly, in the twinkling of an eye, yes. he was gone. Glory to God. Lightning fast, he was gone. Wow. To but go. to me, Charles Kemp's was the apostle of words. Yes. Yes. All of us have expanded on it, da-da-da-da-da. But he lets you know, boy, you can be around Charles. I have been was with him in some meetings, meaning he would be a speaker and I would. And, and then in private homes afterwards at the pastor's or whatever. But he lets you know the power of life and death is in your tongue. So that takes me back to when God said there was Genesis chapter 1. As soon as we speak, it is. He's in us. We're not just made in his image. He is in us. I know people get all bent out of shape when you, if you say this so you learn what you can say, where you can say it, and what you shouldn't. But saints, we are little Jesuses running around in this earth. And we should see it like that. Not a thing of pride, but because Jesus lives in us. We live in him, and we live for him. Greater is he that is in me, that is in the world. Yes, yes, yes. Back to beginning speaking. Okay. Human life, I've always said that, has an ending, but divine life has only a beginning. Hallelujah. Let's turn. Y'all can write this down if you want to. I won't expand. Romans 15, 13, five, 5, But I'm turning right now to 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. Okay. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed. Well, do you know what my topic heading says? I don't think, well, I've got it checked. the parentheses around it, so it had, it, stood as, it had stood out before. But it says, heaven is worth suffering for. Wow. How many of those martyrs? And there's still martyrdom going on. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. In other words, nobody else can get it. It's there for you. Yes, ma'am. Who are kept, we're kept. We're not doing the keeping. Who are kept by the power of God. Hallelujah. God. Through faith unto salvation. Look at this one. Ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. 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 Can <clears throat> I say three to five? Lively Hope, I wrote leaves everything behind. I know that I know that I know that one of the chiefest weapons of Satan against us is to cause us to remember the past which was not good. And I mean by that people not good doing good to you Offenses, all kinds of things. Whatever, your own, whatever. He he may try, but he cannot predict the present or the future for you. Only oh, God can do that. Ooh. Philippians 3.13. Well, you might have already come to this conclusion, but a lively hope is opposite, dead hope. Amen. That's where, you know, Brother Hagin preached against it. Well, he did it in this way. If you're just a hoping and a praying, you ain't getting nowhere. You're going to have, that's a dead hope. But, you know, if we're still young in the spirit and da 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 I believe God will help us to grow up until it becomes a lively hope. Philippians 3.13. Let's look at 12. Not as though I had already attained. See, none of us have arrived. Either were already perfect. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also, I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. The word apprehended there means arrested. Amen. And what you're saying and I'm saying is we're going to arrest Jesus for the same thing that he arrested us for. God. Amen. Brethren, I count not myself to, to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark or goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I love it. I have written down here and then put the little marker in yellow thing over it. Worry in the Old Testament is spoken of as idolatry. I could have inherited worry and probably did until I began to learn more from my little precious grandmother. She would worry if she wasn't worrying. But you see, we grow up in Christ, yes. we get built up in these things. Oh what do you think? what are you gonna think about? Come on man's still a fugitive down there, but uh, but you know what I, I would see him as I had seen him in my t- text a picture of him, knowing he was still. Running around and hadn't been caught. I'm looking forward to seeing my son at the airport tomorrow to hear all of this. To be brought up to date about all of it and so forth. You know? But I believe he's been caught. And I believe no one was hurt in his being caught. That's my prayer. I'm turning to Isaiah. And that's the last thing we're turning to. Sixty-five, twenty-four.
1: Sixty-five, twenty-four.
0: Who? Do you have something you need? Something you want? Look at this. And it shall come to pass. My mama's mama. Oh my! This too shall pass. And this family. We've stood on that for a long time. If things didn't seem to move like they were supposed to, this too shall pass. Amen. But this is the way it's written. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Lord, I will That's an almighty God. He knows what we have need of before we tell him. Well, why do we have to tell him, Bobby Jean? Because he wants you to hear it, right? And then he wants you to hear the counterpart that is, you know, it counteractive. It acts against that which you need, right? But the ultimate source of it all is God Almighty. If we could do it, we would, we would have done it. Do right. <laughs> right. you have people that you, if you could, you would have made sure they were saved? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh God! Oh, but we couldn't do that. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: But God can do it. In fact, it, it's written there. He's the one who draws us. He's the one that keeps on and keeps on and keeps on until we give it up. We give in. Hallelujah. The cross. We're about ready. You know, yeah, everybody has a different opinion. We don't worship, quote unquote, the bunny rabbit. But I got little porcelain bunny rabbits sitting out. Why, Bobby Jean? I asked God the same question for the first time before I came here. Why do why do we make much of this bunny rabbit? And then He didn't speak because they said Doctor Somerville said God doesn't answer stupidity. <laughs> but then the thought came: Oh, fertility! We don't worship the goddess who's the goddess of fertility. As Hargwach gone to seed. But I love little bunny rabbits. But, but if you don't know anything about a rabbit, baby, you buy one, you get one, and you got a bunch <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> they are very fertile. Amen. Well, God is fertile. He's not dead. Ooh, Come on. Can God. you shout him? He, he is, is alive. alive. But that cross, I don't know about you, but having been in church, every time the doors open, All my life being taken. But I want to tell you that when I received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I'd been sprinkled as a Methodist. But you know what? My little heart went to the pastor in my body. And I said, fill the tank next Sunday night. I I must be baptized, immersed in water. Come on now. It has a spiritual meaning. Glory to God. But you know why I wouldn't get baptized all those other years? I didn't want anybody to see me with my hair wet. <laughs> so I continued. That meant pride died. Can you shout amen? <laughs> and uh, so I was baptized. Oh, hallelujah. But do you know what happened? When I went under that water, I, I think he put me on the bottom. That's what it felt like. But anyway... I saw the glory with my eyes shut. Now, I don't tell this. I have no occasion to tell it. But I, I feel to tell you it's coming out of my spirit. It, the, with my eyes closed, the glory light was all over me, saints.
1: Jesus.
0: I know I'm called to bring the glory to people. I know I'm called to bring the Holy Spirit to people. Yeah, those two things I am certain of. You know, it's awesome. And there's no place like it. I almost, I felt like for two times recently, I was too far in the Spirit. And I got out there so far, Since I know it may sound nuts, but I felt like I'm going to go over, but I quickly said, Maybe I I was so out there. I don't know if I said it out loud or if it was in here. But I said, I'm not ready to come. (laughs) I've got a lot more to do. You have more to give me to do for you." you. In other words, I had to come back says we go out there, we come to church, but it's just, it's for the fellowship, it's for the uh, intaking, it's for the training. It's for to, to learn you have not a dab of authority until you submit to authority. I mean, all those good things that are written in the Word of God. But we are to go out there and we are to be and we are to do. Be what Jesus would do if we can. If that door is open, if the opportunity, if the Holy Ghost is leading us. Otherwise, just smile your way through. Because the glory of God is all over you. Because it's emanating from within you. It's your essence. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord a minute. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, it's not about us, Lord. It is about you. Oh, thank you for what you've done for us and are doing for us and will do. But, Lord, we want others to partake. Oh, my God. My God, my God. Well, praise the Lord.
2: Hallelujah. Let's stand in the presence of God. Wow. Let's lift our hands a moment. Lord, we just thank you for your presence, for the glory. Thank you, Lord, that the, our conversion experience was lightning speed. From sinner to saint, from darkness to light. From unholy to holy. Holy. We are your witnesses. Father, that you have ordained each one of us to sit even under the teaching today because you set the members in the body as you please. And as we hear today and as we have heard, that we'll not just listen or just hear only, but we will hear and listen and obey. That our faith has been stirred. For the suddenlies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we are you and us, Jesus, is the suddenly waiting Hallelujah. to happen. Yes. And you've given us your spirit and baptized in us and filled us with the Holy Ghost for so that reason and for that purpose.
3: God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If there's anyone here
2: today that has never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and that preaching and teaching today has impacted your life where you'd want that experience. We welcome you today to come up as we close service and you'll be prayed for And the Holy Ghost. The Bible says this and teaches us that Jesus. Jesus is, Jesus himself is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost.
3: Yes, he is. There's nobody else, but only Jesus. Hallelujah. Is. He told the 120 to wait for the Holy Ghost to come upon them. And when Peter preached his first message, Peter preached about who Jesus is and who he was on the earth. Amen. And he got. He got so filled with the Holy Ghost when, when Peter, that's why he was able to go out and preach his first message amongst the lions. Yes. You know, ready to devour him. But Jesus said, go wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. So they had to be obedient. Listen, church. I believe this with all my heart. Bobby Jean said this. When those doors open, everybody should be here. And I have a feeling that people aren't coming tonight for whatever reason. And I'm to tell you something. If you made plans, you need to cancel them. You it need to be here. Prioritizing need, eternal and I, I, I'm things. I'm saying this in all love. Temporal. I'm saying this in all love. Yeah. Because you know what? Until the Lord sees that you really are serious about him and that you're really hungry for him. When God sees that, your kids will see it. Yes. There's no compromise with the Lord. And he'll feed you.
2: Yes, he will.
3: The glory increases in us. And the obedience to obey God is better than sacrifice.
1: Amen. And a lot of us Truth. feel
3: like it's a sacrifice to go to church because, because, you know, pastors are telling me, you know what? Forget about the pastors. What is God saying? What does the Lord say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word hearing in the original Greek is by the preaching of the word. In other words, you have to be under the preaching of the word of God, not people's opinions and not all the stuff that's being said and going on in a lot of the body of Christ. It's by the preaching and teaching of the word of God. And every time Uh -uh. those doors open, I'll tell you, I mean, some of you, it, it, it's like there's a whole new generation from the generation that we were birthed into when we yep. got born again. Those doors open, we were there. And we were there on time, church. We didn't have the pastor sending out phone fights begging you to be there on time. Hello? Amen. See, we need to start making some adjustments this down on the inside because it's the season. This because a season. A season. Cause for us to come up to lightning speed, yeah. woohoo! Lightning speed means that you are obedient. God says, he's obedient. And you are like, bam, bam. You're there. You hear it. You see it. You can see. And when Bobby Jean, I sat there and said, right in the eyes, you can see that demon right in the eyes. Not Nothing that you personal. Have that. You I have like the glory that. of God. <laughs> 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 but you can see what's in a person's eyes. I've always, I've seen people's eyes and it's like, I want to back up. Because they're ready to attack me. I can see it.
2: Or oh, it's going on can behind see, closed doors. I can doors. see
3: when we were in a ministry line. Ministering at churches when we traveled. And going to go pray for people for certain things. And all of a sudden get up in front of a person. Their eyes go flip. And it's like. Oh. Well, and guess what? I recognize where the anointing was to cast out that demon. God has anointed me to pray for people for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they speak in other tongues because I'm not the baptizer. Jesus Jesus Christ is, and my faith is totally in him. And it's a wonderful gift. And there's been so much teaching against it. And it breaks my heart when I've heard it. And I don't dare speak about those pastors but those pastors start naming other pastors who, start, who are teaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, shame on them. That's all I have to say because then you're talking about Jesus. Because Jesus said, go wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you for the promise so the that promise. you could be effective witnesses in the earth. And what happened when the Holy Ghost came upon them? Come on, church. What happened to them? Come on. They them? came out
2: of the upper room speaking in other tongues. Come on.
3: What happened? What came God? on them? The power of God came on them. For what? To equip them to be the effective witness. And then what was the sign? What was the sound that drew all the people from the outside of that building that they were in? They were speaking in other tongues. That is the evidence that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. But you're filled with the Holy Ghost to do the works that Jesus did. Hallelujah. Isn't that glorious? Yeah, that's awesome. And and, and people are teaching against this, bec- and I just go, My God, get in the word yourself and say it.
2: Well, it's like Bobby Jean Peter, said. Peter they're preaching on, somebody else's message, and they peri- haven't gone to God themselves.
3: And they haven't an experienced it themselves. <clears throat> yeah. A man with an experience
2: is never at the mercy, of a person at the mercy with, an argument.
3: with a person with an argument. And I was home. In my house, and I'm saying this for a reason, taking some time, and you guys have heard me say it over and over, but I say it over and over for a reason, guys. Listen, you better start praying yourself full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You've been taught that here, but a lot aren't doing it. And I'm saying pray yourself full of the Holy Ghost. Yes, ma'am. I pray in tongues, uh, I, I mean, almost through the day. inside. Even inside, if yeah. I'm in a place, I can pray in the Holy Ghost. It's a language in the Spirit, in my spirit.
2: Yes, it's in the Spirit.
3: And when I, when I, it, it just absolutely saddens me when I hear people teaching against Him, the Holy Spirit. I've heard some ministers say that's almost like blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in those ministers' shoes that are teaching against it. Because they're absolutely keeping the people away from moving in the experience of the power of God. It's true. What? To be the effective witness so that you can live a holy life. So you can live in the power of God. Amen. And a lot of people are so bound up because they're not living in the fullness of the spirit. And it's so wonderful.
2: It's available for all.
3: I am never ashamed. Look at me, guys. Look at me. I am never ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Home in my house with two bedrooms. And I wasn't even at church yet. I got born again at home because of my husband's lifestyle. When I was trying to devour him with hatred, envy, and everything else. But because of his love for me, that love spoke out louder. And guess what I couldn't do? My husband was at church three to four times a week, and I couldn't stop him from going. And he looked at me and he said, Carol, he said this. He was addicted. He fell in love. With Jesus. And I became so jealous of that. Listen to me, everybody, because people need to become jealous of what you have. They need to hear it and see it. And I became so jealous of that love that he had for Jesus. Because I thought he should have loved me the way he loved Jesus and I should be number one. And you know what? He looked at me and he said this to me. And I even threatened him. I said, I'm going to tell you something. You keep up like this, bud. You keep going on like this. I said, you and me are going to have to separate. Because what you're in is a cult. Oh, I had. I know none of you
2: could imagine her being that way.
3: And you know what? He just looked at me. He said, filled up with tears. And he said, Carol. I love you with a love that I've never had before. Because he didn't love me before. But I was testing. I was testing this love. And he said, but I'm, he said, Jesus will always have to be number one in my life. And then you. And it wasn't until after I got born again is when I realized that if he didn't love Jesus, he wouldn't love me. That's right. That's right. But because he loved Jesus, he could live, love me love me with a complete love Amen. and if it was ever out of order I'd get on his case you know get back in order that's quick. true to get this day in- <laughs> then the second thing that happened to me everybody I wasn't at church yet because Carrie was very sick and she had pneumonia and so about a few weeks after I got born again I asked my husband if we could pray for Carrie Still didn't go to his church. I was Catholic, and you know my whole background about trying to worship God. You know, I was the same way, trying to get the hand up. But what I said, I'm saying this for a reason because people here need to hear this, yeah. and you need to respond. Yes. Amen. There needs to be a response, yes. Church. Freely you have received, freely, freely give it. Freely. Give. Give the life of God to Amen. others. Amen. Give it out. Yes, ma'am. Or like Bobby Jean said, you're at a stalemate. That's right. And that word stalemate, yes, it is. It is because we're not reproducing. Come on. We're not leading people to Christ or inviting them out to experience the presence of God here. We're not here at church for prayer. We're at a stalemate in our life. That's the honest to God's truth. Because right. you're going to learn how to pray if you come out to prayer.
1: Because
3: right. people don't know how to pray. But if you come out to prayer, you'll learn how to pray. And most of it's going to be in the Holy Ghost here at this church. Because yeah. we've taught a lot about the reason and the purpose of why we pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it's... It's a language that comes from God himself, and it's god talk. God. That's what it actually means in the Greek. Learn how to study the word. So going back to Peter, going back to in my room, in my room, kneeling next to the bed, and my husband started to pray for my daughter, our daughter, Carrie, who was very sick. And I heard him do this. He prayed and he said he didn't know how to pray a whole lot. He was learning himself. When I got born again, he was only six months in the Lord. But he said, Jesus, you're all powerful. We saw my brother who drowned and died was raised from the dead. My husband didn't know much, but he knew this one thing and I wasn't born again. And I wanted to tell him to shut up and something shut me up. Because all through the emergency room, when they pronounced him dead, the doctors and wrote his death certificate out after working on him for 45 minutes, and I jumped in the pool to get him about at least an hour before that. So he was dead an hour and 45 minutes, and we don't know how much longer before that he was in the pool in the water floating. Get the point? And when we were in the ER, my husband is saying, and he rode with him in the ambulance, And my father and my husband were working on my brother. Listen to this. Bobby Jean preached her message, but I'm just adding on to. So we get the point here, everybody.
2: Yeah, the importance.
3: The importance. Everything that she said was hand-delivered for us. It wasn't like, oh, I came to hear Bobby Jean, and, oh, that was really good. And, oh, I could hardly keep myself awake. I was out last night. But I wasn't prepared for today. Jesus isn't coming back because we're not ready. But he will come back. It'll feel suddenly.
2: Yeah, amen.
3: For those that aren't prepared. And so in the emergency room, my husband's walking around and he's saying to us, and they just pronounced my brother dead and wrote his death certificate out. And walked to my father and said, you need to call the undertaker and make arrangements. And my husband's walking around. Steve, he walks up to me and goes, Carol, Jesus is going to bring him back. Carol, Jesus is going to bring him back. Dad, Jesus is going to bring him back. And my father fell to the ground and started crying. said, I dug a grave for my son. My husband was about three months in the Lord. That's it. But he remembered this one statement. I am the resurrection and life. Jesus is going to bring him back. How could he say that? Because he was filled and assured with the power of the Holy Ghost and baptized and speaking in other tongues. He was confident. And the gift of faith was working in him. And nobody could tell him anything different. We've experienced things in our walk with God. Even when the devil has attacked us and hit us, I had somebody just call me this week and said, Well, the reason why I don't come out consistently is because I just feel that you and Pastor are so elevated the devil can't hit you. And I said, What devil's speaking in your ear? I don't play games, church. You know me. Don't be a phony. Don't pretend. Don't pretend you're a super Christian or trying to put us in like we're elevating ourselves. You know us. We're meat and potatoes, and we're right down here with you guys. And I'll tell you something. We got to get about doing the Lord's business. We got to get on fire, be about doing the the Lord's business.
1: We
2: can't do it without his power.
3: We can't do it. And I told you, I feel because of the hour that we're in, I feel the urgency and I feel like a magnet out in the wherever I go outside. People come up to me and are starting talking to me. And I have open doors all the time. You know why? Because I made myself available. And you know how I did that? Because suddenly I see a person, I see it walk over. And, yeah, they call me now. I'm like, oh, Carol, she never stops talking. You know why I never stop talking? Because I'm fishing. I'm fishing for souls. And I'm looking for the right bait to use. And I'm not going to find it unless I start talking. Amen. And just strike up a conversation. Airports, I strike up conversations with strangers. Wherever we are. And so back in the ER when all that was going on and I wanted to look at my husband because I wasn't saved. And guess what? Michelle, I want to look at him and I want to say, zip it, bud. You're going crazy. Can't you see? My whole family, I'm one of 16 children. Them, their spouses, my mom, my dad, everybody, they're falling apart. They're crying. Zip it. You're saying nonsense. And you know what? Something zipped me. Because those words could have undone and could have stopped. And God raised my brother up. Praise God. And I saw things happening in my husband's life. And when I saw that person's eyes flip back in the ministry line, you know what I did? I backed up. And my husband was all the way down the end praying for somebody to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I just walked over. Not me, but because of the anointing that God has given me for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I yeah. recognize it. I steward it.
1: <laughs>
3: That's all you have to do. I walked over to him, and I said, and he was trying. I said, now speak like this. And she spoke. And I said, Hun, come on. You're needed over here. His anointing lies in casting out those demons. I don't. I know we know how we work as a team. Get to know how you work as a team. It's yeah. we're not we're not in competition. No. We know who we are. And people resented that also, and attacked that also. So back in my room, after I got born again, and after we were praying for Carrie on our knees, I heard my husband. He's just. Whispering another language. I thought, you never told me about this.
2: It's my secret.
3: But I went like this inside. Inside. He heard me. Before I could even finish. I said, Lord, that would be neat if I could do what he's doing. Because I knew it was of God. I didn't know what it was. And you know when I went to bed. He went sound asleep. And I laid there on my side facing the wall. and probably have about this much room between the wall and our bed. And I laid there on my side thinking about the cross that Jesus carried for me and the scourging that he went through for me. And when I was just meditating on that, and seeing and picturing in my mind, my, the spirit of my mind, I could see him. And he turned his face towards me. And when he did, all of a sudden, the sound of a mighty rushing wind came into our room. The glory no of God came into our room. A cloud of mist filled our bedroom. And I began to shush.
2: Woo, hallelujah.
3: And I, from that point on, I kept on keeping on with the Holy Ghost. And nothing can stop me. You could cut my tongue out, but you know what? I got a spirit man that's alive (laughs) and praying through. Do you get what I'm saying?
2: Thank you for sharing.
3: All I want to say is this. If you have something planned, you need to make adjustments and be mm-hmm. here tonight. Prioritize Amen. it. Prioritize it. God will it. honor your faith. It's at 630 tonight. Yeah. Who said 7? Ignore the announcements because it we did? sent.
1: So bad, I don't, bad program. Tim, Tim did that.
3: Bad. And we Tim, he always does that. Yeah, it's at 630 tonight. So that everybody can get home earlier because we know you had work, and so that's why we scheduled it for 630. Amen. But if anybody wants to be filled and sees the need of being filled with the Holy Ghost, then please see us afterwards, okay? And let's just pray. And bless you guys. Yes. Thank you, Lord. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. This church is not at a stalemate.
1: It is lightning speed.
3: Lightning speed. Say lightning speed.
1: Lightning speed.
2: Father, we praise you and give you honor and glory. Thank you for the things that we have heard. And, Lord, that we have not only heard, we embrace. And we apply it in our lives. Thank you for tonight for a refresh, Bobby Jean. And, Lord, for everyone here, we thank you for the opportunity to bring those who haven't heard or need to hear a now word from God to invite them to come. But Lord, for whosoever cometh, that your anointing would absolutely, deep, richly impart Hallelujah. revelation and Lord. empowerment yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Yes. God bless you. you You're dismissed. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. What a rich day.